0: number 17
1: for 2017 yeah actually, that's just
0: amazing yeah. yeah that's that's yeah. what i call a prime number
1: yeah, yeah. i hope uh, we're not gonna go to episode 18 in 2018 yeah that's but, uh, gonna uh, be otherwise... a long
0: delay <laughs> <laughs> that's duke newcomb style that is of the podcasting <laughs> world <laughs>
1: Well, this, this is going to be one of those one of those uh, rarest uh, things on the planet. Like it, it blooms every one year or something. Uh, yeah, so well, you know, I mean, we have one. If it's, we, it's like Sherlock. Yeah,
0: maybe it's if we go with that, you know,
1: we can like really, huh? like, under promise and over deliver. Exactly. And um, so we say no episodes, and we still deliver one episode per year. Is that under promise and over deliver? I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> Do the maths. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> no more listeners, anyway. but you know. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Should we yeah. actually start?
1: Sure. Okay. Sure. Yeah.
0: So, uh, you've got something to pimp, haven't you?
1: Yeah, of course. Uh, so, Oh, by we've the way, working... should we say
0: who the fuck we are? Exactly. Happy um, New Year, everybody. Episode yeah. 17 yeah. Ray McDermott in Belgium.
1: And this is Vijay from uh, the Netherlands. Vijay,
0: why the fuck don't you say your second name? Um, It's a secret. It's not.
1: <laughs> I put it out there every time. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I have, I have I have a middle name and, and a second name, and oh, yeah. it just it's very confusing really? for people. So, uh, I really you know the Indian names, right? They're like really long, and well, mine is not that long. But I usually don't want to talk about the rest of my name. I think VJ is enough. And even if I tell VJ, people keep typing V and J instead of typing actually VJ. Really? So yeah, That's weird. So
0: it, people, yeah, people. That's weird. I mean, I, I used to yeah. work with a guy. Um, it's a nice guy uh, called Harkun Wapit. Which is you know one of these long Indian names, um, okay? And
1: uh, you, you look like I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not how it sounds. How, how, how does it sound? Harkanwapit. You can, 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 can you say it again. Harkunwapit. I have no
0: idea what you're saying. But... Okay. Well, yeah, that's probably why people match these names. But anyway, he, <laughs> you know, ha ha kun, wa, Okay, it's only like four four syllables. But yeah. no fucker could pronounce it, nobody. Yeah, I mean, yeah. actually, it's okay. I, I could do it, obviously, badly. But um, <laughs> but people shortened it to Harkon, and that's okay. Yeah. But some people couldn't yeah. even go that far, and they would say, Harry. I was like, it's not called <laughs> fucking Harry, you know. <laughs> it's an Indian yeah, guy. True. Stop giving him yeah. English names. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's a bad but thing, I actually. Think I mean, I think this, this is not really on topic, but fuck it, okay. It's yeah. on topic for the fact that, you know... White people, you know, um, are terrible. So,
1: yeah. but I think that even uh, I, I see that in um, in other cultures as well. Like the Chinese people, uh, they they try to help us by giving anglicized names. So yes, they're yes. they're like oh, okay, maybe it's, it's it's you know them taking a pity on us. They're like oh, fuck, you can't pronounce this anywhere. Just just use something that you can use, you know. I'm, I'm fine, I'm moving on. But know. that's very insulting for me. I like Yeah, I really spend a long time asking them, am I pronouncing it right? And then it goes to a point like, please stop it. You know, you're butchering my name. Just use some English thing and then move on.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, but it's like when Indian people get my name wrong, I really crucify them for it, you know. <laughs> I don't, it's okay.
1: But it's, it's, an, it's an easy... Um, yeah. So actually, it's
0: Rye, is it? Rye, yeah. you, know, you know, the funny thing is, actually, it's the Belgian people don't get my second mm-hmm. name. They just don't get it. It's oh. like, because, you know, like Polish names have got all the Zs and the Ss and they're all yeah, like yeah, scrunched yeah, together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, according to Belgian people, my name is a bit like that as well, because it's M-C-D-E-R-M-Y-T-T. They've got no oh. idea. It's a... How do you say that? They have no idea what to say. <laughs> and it's always a confusion, you know, when I'm on the yeah, telephone yeah. to these guys. So it's really yeah. weird. But talking of like these but, weird names, I mean, my, my wife, um, her father was mm-hmm. called um, Shiv Sankar, um, mm-hmm. but he changed his name to John when he came to England. Oh. Why did he okay. change his name to John? Well, because his brother was mm-hmm. called, his brother had changed his name to Johnny yeah so okay. it's, uh, Johnny and John John and John like, you No know, <laughs> parents would call their kids Johnny and John but they were brothers <laughs> Johnny and John Yeah, you know, and this was nice this was not weird yeah <laughs> apparently okay yeah okay anyway should we, so, should we talk um, about we, could, we can cut that shit I mean yeah if you like or oh, oh, we can I, leave I, it I think, I think, whatever I think we should leave it at okay yeah. New, Year. New
1: Year's uh, yeah. revolution so um it is New Year, and um, I think uh, things uh, have been a bit quieter over the holidays. Um, and we did have a very nice episode with uh, Malcolm Spark, uh, Sparks from uh, Jext and um, we also uh, put the videos that we recorded, uh, the interviews with um, prominent closure personalities, on YouTube. Yeah. We are our own video channel, and we even have uh, three digit views. So it's it's crazy. It's just super <laughs> popular in the, in the. <laughs> Vegetarian closure podcast slash It's an ecosystem. Yeah. It's a, it's exactly. a multimedia it's, it's a ecosystem. The multimedia yeah. empire. Yeah, yeah. I think we will be just like Robert Murdoch pretty soon. Kill oh, yeah. um, me We'll now. be going into print and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so um, the the videos are up, and um, I think, um, of course, the the audio is is was also released uh, in the in the podcast. Uh, so what is what is coming up? So what, what are we working on? So right now I'm working on um, Dutch Closure Days along with uh, three other guys, Carlo, Max and Joost. Uh, the, the four of us, we organized Dutch Closure Day last year, which has been super fun. And this year we, we are doing the same thing on March 25th. So nice. the call for proposals is open. And um, <clears throat> I think we, we already have uh, 10 proposals already. So it is going to be pretty fun. And we have a couple of sponsors, uh, of course, Jext. Um, as you know, uh, Jext is sponsoring us, and uh, at Goji from the Netherlands, they are also sponsoring us. And we are still looking for sponsors because it's a, it's a free event. Mm. Um, we don't want to charge people. Uh, that has been because it's a by community and for community sort of thing. Mm. Um, so um, that that is that is I think the the uh, activities for Dutch closure they are going pretty strongly in so, Amsterdam. So so hopefully. That. I think uh, yeah, yeah. I if you mentioned Amsterdam. that yeah. it's in Amsterdam. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> it's in Amsterdam on March the 25th in uh, 2017, of course. Yeah. So that's that's happening. And um, from, I don't know, the other side of the country, uh, well, the country that nobody cares about, is it Belgium again? Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, it's a funny country, so, yeah. Well,
0: yeah. We, we had a, a nice meetup Beautiful before country. Christmas. Um, yeah, uh, I think we, we talked about it on the, on the podcast as well. Um, Alex Miller uh, joined yeah. us via a webinar and talked mm-hmm. about spec, and it was it was really good. It was the um, uh, like I was saying uh, before this before this uh, show, um, mm-hmm. every closure programmer in Belgium was there. You know, we could have <laughs> taken us all out. You know,
1: <laughs> one <laughs> one small <laughs> hand grenade You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll probably <laughs> just just convert them in one go to Scala, you know, eliminating them, or that <laughs> yeah. would be crazy. Yeah, there was a few mm. uh, closure curios as well
0: as well, but anyway, it was really okay. nice. there was about like twenty five people there, and um, okay, <clears throat> which was which was great. I mean. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, people really liked coming along to hear Alex talking about this new stuff. Um, yeah. But we also had some interesting conversations afterwards. And I wanted to have a little bit of a chat with you on this, mm-hmm. the sort of New Year episode. Let's think about what we can do in the New Year for yeah. uh, for the the community, you know. And mm-hmm. um, one of the things that I was asking, asking people was, you know, it's great to see, you know, 25 people at the meetup because often we get like five or ten people and um, yeah it's okay it's in the middle of the week on a you know Wednesday in in Brussels or whatever and people aren't always going to drag their uh, bottoms out just to talk about you know some junk um, mm-hmm. So the question is, how do we make that? How do we build that community up? You know, what do we do? And so I was asking for feedback from these guys, and they were saying things like, oh, you know, w- we can get a lot of this, like, talk stuff off the um, off the internet. Obviously, unpublished stuff they can't do, but they could, they could get a lot of the stuff off the internet, spec and stuff. But they still came for the spec because it's new, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But what people really wanted was they wanted uh, to get, like, Battle stories, you know, stories about real production systems where people um, were kind of recounting what worked and what didn't work, and how they managed to sell closure, or what, 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 how they overcome, or how they didn't overcome. You know, what, what how can they get some help to overcome the the battle for yep. closure? What, what have you found in um, in the sort of yeah? So the closure I've been stuff?
1: Yeah, closure uh, meetup also, I think it, it evolved into something like a functional programming meetup in Rotterdam that I've been running. And I think what, what you're saying is pretty much true. Like um, people come there to to get the experience from other people. That's the whole idea. Yeah. And they're not actually looking for, you know, coming there and then sitting down and then listening to a talk, which, which probably they can watch it in, in their own time. Yeah. Um, so that, but um, what I'm trying to do with the with the meetup that we have, which is Functional Rotterdam in in Rotterdam, is have a mix of a, you know some sort of an interactive thing hmm. and and a talk. The talks are about. Hmm. Um, uh, local people. So we, I don't invite any fancy people from different places, people working in Amsterdam, people working in Notre Dame, in the Netherlands, yeah, essentially, yeah. and giving them a stage. And sometimes what happens is that um, uh, some of the people who are going to bigger conferences, they want to give a talk. They want to give the talk here to get some feedback. So that, that helps. And um, the, the main, the main uh, interactive thing for building the community is uh, the coding dojo? I think the the dojo is really a fun thing to do. Um, mm. th- that's what we've been doing for I think pretty long, and everybody enjoys it so far. And some people were asking me, "Hey, why don't we just do dojo? That's it for for one of the meetups." So <laughs> it's really fun. Yeah. So yeah. the the format is pretty what- simple. Yeah.
0: I was just going to say what format is oh, it take, yeah, but yeah. you're about to answer the question <laughs> yeah, yeah. so yeah. you're ahead. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. I should get used should. to it.
1: We, we don't we don't rehearse this shit nobody you know everybody yeah. <laughs> knows it. Anyway, um, anyway, the, the the format is pretty interesting because I, I the idea is that you pick some reasonable problem and mm-hmm. it's not about solving the problem but it is about you know people trying out different things and talking to each other and um, it, it's kind of chaotic, but that's why it becomes more fun. So, um, yeah. my process or format is uh, I open Reddit Daily Programmer subreddit, and uh, there are like um, different small programming exercises um, or competitions, if you will, very small ones. And you have easy, intermediate, and hard. And then I read that loud, and then we pick one of the things that looks like fun. And um, depending on the audience, i pick the language that is used by least amount of people to to make everybody super uncomfortable <laughs> but <laughs> but the, that's where the the fun comes out you know no, so yeah. we just ask okay who knows i don't know uh, closure and nobody raises their hand okay we are going to do the dojo enclosure today so then um, we have this uh, timer so every 5 minutes So you always use closure then? No, basically. I think a, a couple of times we 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 tried like Haskell, we also tried Scala sometimes. Um it's 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 pushing people a bit to get out of their comfort zone and have some fun. Yeah. And so you start with the problem and then somebody gets up there on on the stage and starts typing code for 5 minutes and other people keep shouting at them. Uh, I think before the show, you were saying, you know, like it's a mob programming. So they're they're shouting and... Yeah, mob programming. yeah <laughs>
0: do, do you have like a projector or something? Yes, yes. Or a big TV screen
1: or something? Exactly. Yeah. So we, we project yeah. the screen off my laptop and then everybody goes <clears throat> to my laptop and then starts typing for five yeah. minutes. And then we tell them to leave. Regardless of what state they're in, the, the timer yeah. is off. And then they, right. they need to move. And, um, but this has been going on for, uh, I think, uh, um almost 15 months so far and uh, most of most of the time we do closing uh, coding dojos so it's it's a very nice uh, thing to to try i would really really suggest it and Mm. and in one of the uh, i think even one or two uh, situations we were actually doing the uh, the foreclosure uh, uh, exercises so we open the foreclosure website and then we just Keep going through the things. Everybody gets one problem, and then they just stand up, try something out. Yeah, yeah. So it is, it is something that that you should try. You know that that builds people to uh, that builds a community in a sense that people interact with each other. That's that's what they come back for. So
0: right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's yeah, that's 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 interesting part about that yeah. is uh, you know people people like to meet other people, don't they? And like exactly like you say. Show off a little bit, but also you can show off in front of the computer or yeah. or behind the computer. Or if you're a bit shy, you can you still get your chance to to get on the computer and yeah. show your skills. Yeah. You know, even if you uh,
1: yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. In the end, it's all about people. I mean, of course, the technologies they can. I mean, we don't expect um, them to learn like a language in half an hour. Somebody just telling them, oh, introduction to closure, and then they go back mm. and then they start. I don't know, shitting out code left and right. That's not going to happen. So, <laughs> um, but it, it's mostly the conversations and having fun together that that builds it up. So yeah, it has been yeah. fairly successful, I would say, because even uh, Rotterdam is not that. Um, Popular destination. So Rotterdam has a very small community of developers, but but we are attracting, I think, yeah. double digit numbers. So even going to 20, 30 people. So that's pretty good. That's really good. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll show up at one of those um, Belgian meetups. And I'll, you can try giving away waffles or something. I don't know what Belgians are popular for. <laughs> beer, beer and waffles. Exactly. Sort of yeah. <laughs> right, yeah.
0: So you can say yeah, beer, yeah,
1: yeah. beer meetup, and then when they come in, they say, Oh, sorry, we we ran out of beer. There is closure.
0: Well, actually, getting people, getting you know, getting like uh, people to sponsor us some beer is pretty easy. Mm. You know, it's not that expensive to get you know twenty bottles of beer in Belgium. It's no problem. (laughs) Even forty, you know, you can go crazy, (laughs) double it.
1: (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. Yeah,
0: well, that's that's what nice idea actually. I mean, because we're we're trying to to find a way out of these talks, and I think yeah, dojo sounds good. Yeah, mob mob, mob programming sounds very interesting. I heard about it on this um, functional geekery podcast, and there was a guy there talking about it as a kind of even he was saying even it was interesting, like in the workplace um, as a kind of uh, option for getting people to build teams and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, because, uh, you know, it's like pair programming, but with 10 people. Um, yep. <laughs> and he says often, you know, where he's worked, it, often people end up preferring that style of uh, interaction.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's true. Because, know, because it's more,
0: more democratic, you know, yeah, in many yeah. ways. Yeah, and also. I guess some people get frustrated by uh, by this noise, and, you know, uh, I, I don't think I could take it all day, every day. No, if, to no be way. I mean,
1: no. Yeah. You yeah. need you need peace and quiet to write quality code. This is just for fun. This is yeah. just for something that, yeah. that you can build together yeah. and have fun with it.
0: But I think, like yeah, I think like sharing new ideas or something. Yeah. You know, if you try to introduce a new language or something like that, like yeah. these brown bag things, rather than going for the brown bag thing, yeah. you know, maybe it's just go for like these mob programming yeah. things just to show how, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes introductory stuff. And mm-hmm. then like you say... Mm-hmm these uh, yeah this is could be really fun. Yeah. but I think I should yeah.
1: try it at uh, I think that's an interesting idea I'm gonna try it in my team tomorrow not tomorrow but on Friday we'll see what happens yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay um, so um, cool. Dutch closure days Belgian closure meetup and um, yeah closure conch videos are up I haven't seen them yet so we need Let's to see what um, what it is about uh, you, you I've seen a couple. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a
0: couple. Um I think I talked about it one last time. Yeah, there, yeah. there was uh, the the I think the one that's like, let's say, you know, the, the obviously there's two excuse me, there's one important one which is Richard's talk on you know on why how he eviscerates yeah. uh semantic versioning. Yeah. You know, and s- sending shockwaves <coughs> through the closure community as we speak. <laughs> you know. Or <laughs> well, everyone's like uh, <laughs> Oh shit, I'm never going to one point zero <laughs> yeah yeah so it's gonna be going to be quite weird how how closure closures numbering scheme works from now on I think yeah. and how um how everyone's numbering scheme works how it all settles down yeah you know but um but so that's obviously the big the big one like the think piece from rich yeah um you know but there's obviously a that's a, that's a meme that's been around in the industry for quite a while so it's not I think you know, it's a. It's good to hear his take on it, mm. but it's it's not exactly a new bit of thinking. I think. Yeah, you know? that's true. It's, yeah. it's not. It's not a kind of, not in a classic rich mm. vein of you know of totally you know novel thinking, <laughs> but it's still it's still good to hear it said in in relation to things like spec and stuff like that. Yeah. You know about how 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 things should mm. respect mm. Um, the contracts they're written to. Yeah. Or, like he says, just make it, just change the name. You know, this mm. is this is fine. You know, things don't have to stay the same. Yeah, um, which is good. But so there's that one. That's the big one. And then the other one, which I thought was quite big, was um, this uh, new dynamic REPL yeah. that yeah. was uh, introduced. And for the life of me, I can't remember what the mm-hmm. hell the thing was called now. But. Uh, <laughs>
1: god damn it yeah. <laughs> i remember last time and then, uh, so, enough, I just saw if just you want to know what, yeah, what uh, the thing uh, is yeah. please refer to our <laughs> last episode
0: <laughs> oh man it's gonna uh, it's gonna it'll come back to me in the next 10 minutes and i'll just burst it out blurt it out okay yeah it's a rebel <laughs> <Yeah>. rebel <laughs> okay uh. <laughs> oh god yeah. yeah so that thing yeah yeah and um yeah so the interesting about that REPL is that you can like do kind of visual coding hmm. a, la, a la brett victor hmm. um you know and if if people haven't heard of Brett Victor or haven't read anything about Brett Victor, then stop now because <laughs> nothing we say is interesting. go and watch his videos and read his stuff because hmm. that guy is a god in my opinion hmm. I mean he really is a really, really a huge smart guy thinker, yeah. a culture, a very smart guy. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's he's made some groundbreaking um, stuff, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're not when you... We, we are just beginning to catch up with the things that he demonstrated, you know, 10 years ago. Yeah. Which is a bit like, um, was it uh, Alan Kay? Yeah, yeah. Was exactly. always uh, yeah. talking about um, people in, the, you know, in the 60s and the 50s. Yeah, and, yeah. We keep discovering yeah. the
1: same shit again and again. <laughs> and, we get it, you know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But, but anyway, the nice thing about his stuff is that it, it does take us to a new kind of level on the tools. Mm. Now, obviously, you won't like it because it's visual. Mm. You know, you're a fan of the text, obviously. <laughs> yeah. You know, so it's going to be weird for you. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it'll just pass you by. But I'll,
1: I'll, I'll uh, try to take a look because I've been, <laughs> yeah, I think just staying in Emacs is fine by me. But um, we'll see at some point. I need to try other things to see what, what other people are up to. But um, well, I think
0: this is all built on the stuff that we were talking about yeah. many times before, which is this um, um, <clears throat> this Atom uh, editor, this nucleus yeah. um, stuff, uh, the um, the stuff from GitHub, yeah. where they yeah, essentially yeah. put put Node yeah. as a, an application yeah. on the desktop. Yeah. So it's all based around that, so you can use you know in your native editors you can use all the html stuff and all the, the libraries and all the quills and all this kind of stuff so it's really yeah. that's what's making it interesting i think is this kind of um this tooling that yeah. you suddenly got that's really in your editor because obviously with the browser it doesn't know about about your disks and stuff like that mm-hmm. yeah you have to give it special permissions whereas uh, anyway this is all boring stuff <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> but but there's that one, and then the you know. So, that, but there's plenty more to see for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: But um, so you you started with your new job, right? So you've been doing oh, a lot yeah, of yeah, stuff yeah. a lot. So is there something that that? What are you working on without uh, revealing too much? Without maybe you know risking your job.
0: <laughs> well, I definitely wouldn't be risking anything. It's uh, no. Well, I'm working for a bank, so mm-hmm. th- the, there's uh, there's there's interesting problems because. Working for an American bank, and the American banks are kind of—what uh, should we say? They're—they're uh, they're stuck in a m- lot of them anyway. Even the ones that are kind of like m- Main super adventurous. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm thinking about the adventurous ones like Capital One, oh, who okay. put who put a lot. You know, these like guys speak at the conge and stuff yeah, like this. Yeah. Um, but those guys are just like every other American bank; they're just stuck in legacy land. Yeah. Um, you know, it's mainframe tastic, mm-hmm. and it's the same in Europe. Actually, you, know, yeah. you work at ING, don't you? Or, yeah, yeah, or yeah. You did yeah. at some point. I think they're all mainframes to hell. Yeah, they, um, they are.
1: But uh, I think the pe- banking sector right now is is trying to change to, I think, more technology driven. So they're trying really hard. So uh, it's it's, yeah, it's, it's and, interesting and to see. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. So that's that's really why I'm on board is to is to think about like, well how can we okay rev rev their their not just rev their platform but rev their process and rev their architecture yeah. and you know kind of skip past okay. the last twenty years because they've been essentially you know idling for twenty years. Okay, yeah. they, they've got Java in there, so woo. You know, yeah. But but mostly it's it's mostly just idling for twenty years. Yeah. Um, but I think they're feeling like all this mobile revolution, this whole what they call digital revolution, this online stuff is is finally becoming a game changer for them, mm. you know. And all this API-driven stuff as well is really important for them now. Yeah. So, so they're you know. So yeah, it's quite quite a, a good gig for me because it's like having um, it's not a it's not a green field, obviously, mm. but it's kind of like greenfield thinking and then you can say okay well how do i apply that back into this legacy land and how do i how do i bring that legacy land forward you know respecting the kind of the the information that people have given to the bank because i don't really want to respect their infrastructure because uh, it's shit mm-hmm. um, but i do want to respect i do want to respect the thing that's important and this is this is where closure plays really nicely of course is that what do we respect the most and yeah. we respect data the most you know so and that, that's that, that clues us into the thinking, you know, what do we really care about with this with this old systems? Mm-hmm. We don't really care about their business logic too much because we're gonna rewrite that anyway mm-hmm. and we're going to, you know or or we'll just throw it away and just do something tons better, you know. We're just a just a paradigm shift. Mm-hmm. Um so you know we can get some of these things off the shelf with services and stuff like that, but also you know, we yeah. can just rewrite it, but <clears throat> in a much cleaner way. Yeah. So so that so that's the interesting part. Mm-hmm. But then what we're trying to do—maybe you're going to ask me a question actually. So yeah, yeah. Sure. So
1: I was wondering what what um, what kind what of libraries <laughs> or exactly. So I get the big picture now. But is it is it like a. Uh, it's a closure team of how many people? Is it just you and somebody? Oh, no, or? no, It's
0: not. It's not. Um, <clears throat> it's not a closure team. I mean, I'm. I'm doing some closure. Okay. But we're we're doing we're doing. Um, uh, okay. My job really is to be an architect there and yep. to think about how we. How we do continuous integration, continuous delivery. Okay. How do we set up like um, all of the structure that's necessary for, like, a polyglot environment, actually. So I I don't want to um, block everyone on (laughs) Clojure or I want to say, okay, yeah, you can do Java, you can do JavaScript, you can do Ruby, Python, whatever you want, you know. Uh, In fact, this is interesting architecture, in fact, is which bits bits of this world are kind of critical, which bits are, like, absolutes, which bits should we keep... Uh, a kind of uh, watch on, mm-hmm. and which bits should we be? Which teams should have discretion about? And I think that's it's an, always an interesting tension, isn't it? Yeah. With architecture. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but we're trying to say, okay, well, look, we, we really want to keep it simple and have protocols, all the kind of stuff where you cross boundaries, where you're sending messages and putting, you know, where, where your APIs are exposed. And we want standards around those things. Mm-hmm. But we don't really care, and, and, and Docker is helping us here, of course. You know what's actually in that box is—it doesn't really matter. You know, mm. you can use whatever editor you want, you can use whatever language you yeah, want, yeah, you can use yeah. whatever stack you want, yeah. you can use whatever database you want. Mm. You know, the main thing is you have to be able to expose your data in a standard way, yeah. and you have to expose your documentation and expose your error messages and your log messages, and everything that comes out of that box has to be kind of standardized. Mm. But everything that's in that box can be as yeah, I you know, do whatever you like kind now. of. So is it something like a, be, a so of like a
1: uniform architecture <coughs> API driven thing that you guys are building? So again, yeah. So you're trying to build something like a, a uniform architectural guideline for all the services that you're going to build. Or uh, yeah, I mean, we're what we're what
0: we're trying to do is we're trying to secure. I mean, it's easy to make these guidelines yeah. because you know that's just ivory tower thinking. So I'm not really interested in that. And, you know, I don't think I would have been recruited if all I was doing was just togaffing gaffing the shit out of this thing. You know, it's just really boring uh, and I'm not interested in that. So what we're doing is we're saying, okay, we, we we can make these guidelines and we can make these absolutes, but that's just bullet points on a, on a sort of web page. Um, we, what we want to do is make that real. So we want to put together some infrastructure on Amazon and make it all happen and make it all fly. Mm. So... So the closure things come in, in in respect of like, well, so some of the code I'm writing is to do like integration with Kafka yep. to prove that for event sourcing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other bits are things like, well, we've got continuous integration engine, we've got a single sign-on engine, we've got GitHub, we've got these other things. How do we, how do we provision all of those things? You know, because what we don't want to do is just take one kind of like vendor-provided all in one box for everything. That's that, that would be you know, that would be back to the bad old days. That's that's twenty years ago. Yeah. People are still trying to sell this big time. Yeah, you know, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Um especially to big companies. Yeah. You know, because they say, Oh, you, oh you're you a big the company, thing. you're a bank, you know, don't don't go to these you know, best of breed things. You want everything integrated. Yeah. yeah, well, actually, pretty much everything can be integrated these days relatively easily. Yeah. I think it's and we're proving that. Like one of the things that I'm doing now is, is essentially provisioning a whole bunch of infrastructure in closure. Mm. You know, and so I'm provisioning users, provisioning repositories in GitHub, provisioning CircleCI plans, mm. Heroku platforms, all these various things. Mm. You know, so various bits and pieces across the architecture that I can provision, and I've written a closure program to do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it's like 150 lines of code. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's really just uh, amazing. You know, and I think when people see that kind of thing, yeah, hopefully they like it and they think, wow, you know, this is a good, this is good stuff. Yeah.
1: yeah. Anyway, so it's it's been three months for you already. There, I think. Uh, yeah.
0: I think this is the third. Yeah, third month. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's pretty good. Mm. Yeah, so I'm getting getting my feet under the table. In fact, I'm going over to the US. Yeah. Uh, in a
1: week or two. Okay. So somehow this episode be- turned out to be interviewing you for some reason. Okay. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Well, maybe we, hey, we should we should we should
0: re-edit the, should the um... leave leave it there. But I, I was just, what I wanted to talk to you about actually was not about my job. <laughs> <laughs> we can forget that. It's, you brought it up. It's annoying. Okay. Well, I mean, th- th- I, we, we can cut this bit No, nah, <laughs> That's okay. I think this is what, what, what I did. Want, what I wanted to talk to you about actually was the kind of like because. Because I've been programming in Clojure a bit, of course, it, 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 it kind of re-enlivens the excitement a little bit, yeah. you know. And you're kind of seeing the the reality of some of these things. Mm. Um, and like I say, you can write all this stuff that yeah. you know that I know for a fact that I, I've written these APIs in Node, and I've written these APIs in Java yeah. in the past, and now yeah. I've written them in Clojure. Yeah. Um, uh, to the to the same kind of thing. And it's just so much more pleasant to write them in closure. It really is. Yeah. Um it's it's hard to express really how much nicer it is. Yeah. Because you can just do it directly. Mm. You know, you have the like if you if you pick um, a decent client library, like they have this HTTP async client library, mm. it's very nice. Mm. Um and then you can do all of these API calls without having um, specific SDKs for each of these things. Yeah. So, if, for instance, if you look at Heroku, they have, a, like, a special Node.js mm. library yeah. to integrate their, their REST APIs. Yeah. Why do they bother doing that? You know?
1: I think it's just um, people are just lazy to, um, I don't know, uh, well, just write HTTP it directly. So.
0: Yeah, well, mm. but it, I think uh, what it is to me is that I don't know if it's laziness or it's just the fact that these languages don't have the expressive power. Yeah. That, that Clojure has. So it's more difficult to, to... They need to write these, like, library wrappers of the APIs mm-hmm. to make it more comfortable yeah. for people to consume their APIs, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, because, actually, it's in certain languages and certain environments, it's more awkward to consume these APIs. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I remember talking to... A, this is a bit off-topic, actually, but <laughs> I remember talking to a guy in in Toyota mm-hmm. um, who worked on a mainframe, and I was saying to him, well, you know, what about, like... A, what mainframe HTTP libraries have you got, you know? And it's like, oh, yeah, um, well, we can... We have TCP IP and we can... We've, this is, like, four or five years ago. Okay. Yeah. We, we've now got XML. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> it's like, Shit. Yeah. if so you've got TCP IP and you've got... <laughs> you've got XML. You're pretty much there, yeah. Mm. I mean, you know, with a few months' worth you could have a basic... <laughs>
1: Curl implementation. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think it's it's been um, it, it is it is difficult to fight with legacy systems and then replace them. So uh, good luck with that. Uh, <laughs> I
0: think. Well, it, yeah, it's it, it. I think what it is, what we're looking for is a way to focus on the data. To be honest, yeah, yeah. I think that's the key thing. Yeah. We're um, also going think- to talk to you about about the closure aspect. Yeah. Though was coming back to a thing we, we often talk about, but, you know, I was excited about it because I've just done some recently, so screw it, we'll talk about mm-hmm. it. Um, <clears throat> was this um, was this library, and uh, I was using, like, partial functions mm-hmm. to wrap up some macros, and it was an interesting one because I, I complained about Node being having a library and stuff like that, but I ended up writing my own library in Clojure oh. to, uh, I mean, I say my own library, it's like, 30 lines of code so (laughs) this is not this is not a library or whatever well you should publish publish it on
1: closures and then it becomes a library and then everybody starts pulling it and then cursing you
0: actually the the funny well yeah actually the funny thing is it doesn't make any sense for anybody else Mm. because I only really I just noticed I was like repeating and repeating the same thing Mm. Not that much, in fairness, it's pretty dry. Mm. But I thought oh, I can I can improve this a little bit. I can you know, I can knock a few lines out here and a few bits of repetition out here and there. Yep. So so I ended up writing this little this little partial function that took some arguments and made it smaller and all this kind of stuff. Mm. Um, and that, that's not so exciting. What was interesting was just this thought that well, what I wanted to talk to you about was well, you know, at what point do you do you just like okay, screw the boilerplate. I'm going to write this little library, or I'm going to pull in a big library, or whatever. Yeah. Or, or where where do you you know where do you VJ? Uh, where where do you kind of draw this line? Where, you know, because I, I kind of drew it and I thought, well, I'm not going to go for another library, but I will write thirty yeah. lines yeah. of code just to make just to make it a bit drier and make it a bit more pleasant for me.
1: I think for but, for me it's um it's all about the. Um, the size of the code, I would say, because um, mm. I mean, if if I see the code, sometimes what happens is that um, some some of the libraries, if you are using them, and, and you need like a couple of functions maximum, and if if it yeah. is really functional level thing, it makes sense that you can just grab that function and then just use it. But um, yeah. de- adding a new dependency, you know, you're adding a lot of other crap to it. Like you know, every time you're building, it needs to go back to the closures and fetch the new thing and then see, and in the end, it's it's just. I don't know, 40, 50 lines of code and it, nothing, nothing, you know, uh, um, yeah, we can we can take it to a level where we say, oh, you know, don't repeat, so keep keep getting stuff from somewhere else. But it's, it, it becomes too much at some point. And, and, and also the the maintenance of that library, I mean, we need to see whether that is active or not and all kind of shit. And mm-hmm. that is annoying. But I remember, uh, maybe we, we spoke about it some time ago, like the it, it is still kind of an, Annoying situation that the basic unit of um, sharing the code is still a jar file, which is which is yeah, super yeah, annoying. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think it, it it was a blog post by uh, Joe Armstrong, the um, airline guy. So yeah. um, he he says that the basic unit should be a function, so I should be able to just mm-hmm. pull the function. From anywhere yeah. I want. So, but that means the function has no dependencies at all. So, functional programming is is much more suited to get the the function level sharing instead of. Uh, you yeah. know, yeah. and especially with closure, it should be even easier because you don't have any. Uh, th- that was the whole idea, right? Have, have have like handful of data structures, but I have a bazillion functions working on them, rather than yeah. you know every library inventing their own data structure. So. The, the, the line is right now okay it's a jar file that I need to pull in and I'll take a look at the code and I see if I understand the code and if it is small enough from my point of view um, I would say screw it I'm going to write it myself you know <laughs> I, I, I really don't want to get the whole another jar file into my thing and then dependencies and all the crap And especially it becomes right, it right. becomes horrible pretty soon and, and you'll end up with yeah. a lot of uh, libraries that, that, that are unmaintained or whatever so that mm. that is the that is the yeah it's it's a difficult choice but you need to see and
0: on on your topic there though yeah. with the the functions
1: stuff yeah. I think the problem
0: I mean cuz some people started doing that in node yeah. and they got a lot of shit actually Oh, um, the left left pad or obviously. something well yeah exactly I mean yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that that in itself was a different that that's a organizational discussion <laughs> but but yeah. that but the concept of these small functions yeah i mean they, they put it out it's, it's it's okay i think yeah I mean, yeah i think i think it, but, it is okay you know, but the, um, the, the, the but but like you say as long as it's pure how do you prove it's pure well screw it it should be like some spec or, you know no state is carried all this kind of stuff so it's the purity that's important exactly um and it's i guess you know spec helps with that kind of Probably, stuff Totally, yeah yeah because we couldn't we couldn't really prove that in the past I guess. Yeah. Um, but the uh, the other thing is you've got then you, you've then got the, the problem with it is well how do you discover these functions. Mm. Yeah that's true you know, know. I think that that's because uh, you end up <laughs> spending more time you were just writing the damn thing. Well it, you know, it, it has to be something
1: like um, mm. uh, you know Perl guys did well Perl is still um uh, I mean, they're, they're still sharing the modules, but, you know, the CPAN, the Comprehensive Perl Archive Network, yeah, you know, yeah. the CPAN has all sorts of st- stuff in it. And th- there has to be a central namespacing authority or something uh, where you can push your namespace. The question is,
0: how do you get, like, the equivalent of Google yeah. for your functions? Yeah, because you're, you're trying to, like, express your desire yeah. for a particular yeah, set yeah. of I... semantics or functionality. Maybe. And that's actually... Difficult to express, isn't it? That is true, but For maybe maybe
1: it's uh, as you said. You know, specs might help. So you know, every function comes with a spec, and I just type in something saying <laughs> this is what I want and this is what the output, then it can introspect the specs and then give you oh these are the functions that match. But they, they do something similar with um, with Haskell, right? I mean, with Haskell, uh, you have this uh, mm-hmm. Google or something. So I can type the signature, and it will show yeah. me all the functions the with with the type signature. Um, available, so I can pick the appropriate function. So I can say, "Oh, I have a list of something, and I have um, a uh, another list of something, and um, an individual type, yeah, and okay. then give me a list yeah. of the second thing, something like that." I can just type the whole thing right, yeah. as a signature, and then it can, it gives me which functions match this one. So maybe if everybody moves to spec, and then they they actually spec it properly, uh, every function then this this might be possible but but again it, it it's it's more like a because closure by by nature is not enforcing it so it might be tricky to do that mm, mm. but who knows mm. i mean people you know we we are we are very um, i think developers have been our community has been very resourceful so i think one day yeah. we we might no, say that that. Could,
0: that could be really a really nice thing actually yeah. if you could like you say if you can do a a search on specs yeah. based upon you know on like claw jars or whatever yeah, or yeah. you know why not yeah. actually I, I, I mean, remember this, somebody this trying make, like that I
1: Maybe I really need to look up the history. Yeah,
0: but like you say, it's the resources. The spec is the really like ground resource for this kind of thing. Exactly. You know, otherwise you're kind of well, I don't know. Maybe it's just the difference between like Google indexing the web and like guessing everything. Yeah. Which is hard work yeah, versus yeah, yeah. like this uh, structured data yeah. type thing. But I
1: think somebody did that a um, long time ago. I don't well, it was not like fully complete yet, but you could type in this is the input, like a map, and this is the output, this is the map. Then it will try to give you which function produces the output. So right, that, okay. that was really fun to uh, fun to try, but but that was basically executing all these functions. So that I don't think that <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's the way you should go. But uh, but it, it is uh, an interesting thing. So It's a fucking huge cache. Though. Exactly. <laughs>
0: Well, I know, I'm you, pretty sure that... You,
1: invalidating that cache is a problem. No, I think it's... <laughs> scanning, or scanning GitHub entirely. You know. I'm <laughs> pretty sure the, the the code is basically memoize, 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 whatever. I'm like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, just, so... Just listening to the webhooks on GitHub. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... All right. I like, talking about experiments, shit, I mean, I think uh, over the holidays, I've been looking into a couple of projects, interesting projects in Clojure. Of course, the machine learning stuff, maybe we should do some decent episode on closure machine learning, state-of-the-art Thing, but the other what
0: kind of what kind of what kind of stuff were you looking? Uh, actually, at? Just, the, just the
1: sneak preview on that one. <laughs> oh, it's it's basically a small um, uh, experimentation with uh, uh, the closure. I think it's called Clotex or something. Um, a small library uh, to do some oh, machine right. learning stuff to to play with cargo uh, data sets. So it was that was fun, um, and um, because they have some classification uh, classification sort of um, competitions... So if they give you all the ingredients, you need to guess which cuisine is it, for example. So those kind of problems. Um, okay. It's been fun. And the other one that caught my eye recently is that there is an um, Ethereum client called, uh, not a client, but Ethereum-based Ethereum. I don't know how to call it. Yeah, Ethereum. So, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the blockchain it, yeah. thingy. The Bitcoin stuff. Yeah. Man. Blockchain. Yeah. So um, there is a application called Status. Uh, that's a platform to build blockchain applications. So that that looked pretty interesting because their front end is built using closure react. So and it is open source. So I'm going to uh, I started digging into it a bit to see well I haven't been into blockchain that much but uh, I'm, I'm going to get started with uh, this this kind of thing. So so those two are the things that that caught my eye during I don't know quote unquote holiday period. Right. So <laughs> it's been it's been busy time so. Um, yeah, I think that's um that, that's what we've been working on, I think. And let's see what Proto Rappel. Yeah, that's what. you Finally, it came back to you.
0: <laughs>
1: Proto <Proto-reple>. Rappel. <laughs> it's the. I, I think that there should be an episode where we just talk about stuff and forget their names, and then every now and then randomly shout something, and then just oh, that's this good. is this is this is yeah. ten minutes ago, and then I come back with let to a theme. Yeah, <laughs> oh, it's Proto Rappel. Okay. Cool stuff. Okay, um, I think that's pretty much it for this warm-up episode. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, we're trying to get—well, I'm, I'm trying to get uh, more um, guests. There is there are a lot of interest in people to show up on Defen, so it, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll definitely uh, reach out. I think um,
0: you know there's plenty of people out there that yeah. we've we've talked to in the past and that are. Uh, that are interested in it. So hopefully we can do another, um, you know, a few, another few podcasts
1: this year. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think we'll, we'll, uh, I think this, this is the 17th episode on 2017. So I think we should be able to pull out more numbers before we get to 2018. (laughs) I think. <laughs> I hope so I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we,
0: we, we're in our teenage years now. We're allowed yeah. to be a bit immature, you know. We, we'll we'll grow up into our nah. you know? I
1: don't. I don't think we'll 30s ever grow up. And 40s. We'll, we'll, we want, no, we'll no. keep the, forever young. Exactly. We'll we'll keep the <laughs> podcast as immature as possible, so people yes. can enjoy it properly. <laughs> anyway, maybe we should uh, we should wrap up. Um, yeah. Okay so in conclusion um episode number 17 um, beginning of the new year we have some exciting episodes coming up and uh, Dutch closure days which is uh, very near and dear to uh, 50% of the deaf and host 100% 100% <laughs> Exactly 100% <laughs> Okay we are all we are all behind Dutch closure days so if you haven't gotten the tickets yet I'd really recommend going to closuredays.org by the way it's it's uh, half full already so I mean, half of the. I've got my ticket. I got my. Ticket. Cool. Otherwise, uh, okay. you know, I had to pull some strings to get you in. You know, otherwise, it's going to be very difficult. <laughs> it's um, yeah, it's. Uh, yeah,
0: you've got you got to tweet us, tweet us on the on the Deafen podcast. Yeah,
1: yeah. I will do that as well. So closuredays.org and we have the um, call for proposals open. So if you guys who whoever is listening to this uh, podcast, if you are interested in um, sharing your closure knowledge or. It doesn't matter whether it is beginner, advanced, or intermediate, you know. Well, that's a weird order, but still. Uh, (laughs) um, It's a map. It's just come out that way. Exactly. (laughs) Or maybe you you start learning something, you're a beginner, and then suddenly you think, oh, fuck, I know everything. So you think you're advanced. And over the period, you realize, yeah, I don't know much. And then you get back to intermediate. So... (laughs)
0: you should always be intermediate yeah, basically. I, I think so
1: but anyway so uh, if there is anything that you want to talk about please uh, see the website and there is a call for proposals take a look at it and we're going to have amazing time with Dutch Closure Days this time it's going to happen during the tulip season um, so you can enjoy Amsterdam uh, and um, you know if you're coming from different countries it's a beautiful time to be in a, in, in the Netherlands uh, Definitely. so um, that's uh, pretty much it for from me I think right yeah yeah me too
0: mate um i think we need to uh wrap up and then yeah you know, give these people a break yeah <laughs> okay wouldn't be uh nice for us to end without saying thanks to all the people that help us so thanks very much to pisari for the music thanks very much to lubov for the design
1: and also to router for all the mixing and fixing all the glitches so we'll see you in episode number 18 hopefully with a a happy new year happy new year and you know
0: to you VJ and to any of the the man and his dog that are listening (laughs) and uh, let's keep it going yeah fantastic okay cheers mate bye bye bye